How about this for a motive? Lack of sex. It can cause serious deviant behavior. I thought you loved me. Oh, I did, baby. I did. But abstinence will make you discover new things about yourself. That's right, Cindy. I'm gay. And in case you haven't noticed, so is Ray. What? I ain't gay. What are you talking about? You took her to that club. So? They play good music. What about our trip to San Francisco, then? I wanted to go shopping. Cause we've been on the run so long they can't find us. Who's gonna have to die to remind us that it feels like we chose this blindly. Now I'm gonna fuck up a hotel Welcome back, Corpse Brides and Ken Dolls, to the Complete Guide to Horror podcast. Today, we're talking on the perfectly deranged romantic comedy with the 1998 sequel in the Chucky franchise. I'm, of course, talking about the infamous Bride of Chucky. Well, hello, Dolly. This Halloween, Chucky's back. But this time... There's more to fear, because this time, he's got a playmate of his own, Bride of Chucky. This Halloween, Chucky gets lucky. Barbie, eat your heart out. So, after being cut apart in the previous film, which was set at a military school, Killer doll Chucky is resurrected by Tiffany, his ex-girlfriend played by Jennifer Tilly. Hello. Hello, is this Joe Swanson? Wait, you can talk normal? What do you mean? Never mind. Following an argument, Chucky kills Tiffany, transferring her soul into a bride doll to find the magical amulet that can restore them both to human form. Chucky and Tiffany arrange to be driven to New Jersey, Michelle Visage's favourite place. Michelle Visage, you can take the girl out of New Jersey... But you can't keep the girl from giving blowjobs to homeless men along the New Jersey Turnpike. By Jesse and Jay, a teenage couple who are unaware that their cargo is alive. If memory serves me correctly, this was my first introduction to Chucky. So I remember watching this movie with my older sister when I was like six, seven years old. Even though I'd seen the VHS covers of the first three Child's Play movies, this was the one that caught my eye. I think the fact that there were two people on the cover helped make my decision that more is more, so that's why I'm going to go and get it. And I tend to rewatch this installment over the others as I love almost everything about this movie, but I was so angry I had to wait six years between this installment and the sequel to see what the fuck happened after Tiffany gave birth at the end to that demonic little shit. Tiffany, <laughs> oh. what did you think about Bride of Chucky? I'm with you, Justin, the posters. I'm looking at the poster now. I think the big difference with this film as well is Chucky's genuinely really, not scary, just really creepy to look at because he's got all that scarring now on his face. I'm sort of in two minds about this film. I love Jennifer Tilly, mainly because I loved her in Liar Liar. I haven't really seen her in anything else, but she's really good in Liar Liar. And I think she's perfect for this character, and I think she's perfect as a doll. I love her in this film, and I love the interaction with her and Chucky, just that banter when they have sex. It's interesting, I swear, Jennifer Tilly in this movie is like, everyone's ideal big titty goth girlfriend, which I see on all the socials, because <laughs> she's very attractive, very mm. 100% would if she would yeah. let me, but <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know my name. Still don't know my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
one thing which I didn't pick up on the hundreds of thousands of times I've rewatched this in the late 90s, early 2000s, maybe it was edited out because, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, but I didn't catch on that there was a gay character in this movie with David Plummer, David Plummer's, I forget the name, but he's like the blonde-haired, you know, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, lookalike, and it was surprising to me because even though horror has been a very progressive genre with more representation of women and minorities in film world, even for 1998, I was like, oh, shit, they really did put, like, a well-rounded character who has his faults. He's not just a stereotype. He's also not trying to be the saviour, poster boy of, like, gay rights and everything. He's just a well-rounded character. Coop, do you have any thoughts on Bride of Chucky? Oh, heaps, heaps of thoughts, (laughs) heaps of them. I wanted to watch this movie for a long time before I actually got the chance to see it because it was MA 15 plus and, like, the deal with my mum was like you can rent out stuff that's M, but that's it. And I mean, I was this I would have been oh, 11 or 12 at that point. And eventually I basically just kind of like convinced my mum to let me hire out Brighter Chucky and watch it. And it turned out I'd seen shit that was way worse than that anyway. So like it didn't really matter. But even before I'd watched it, I was familiar with a lot of the songs on the soundtrack. I was familiar with a lot of the script and stuff because I would like had already seen Child's Play 3 and 2 and I really really badly wanted to see Brighter Chucky so I'd be researching shit on the internet about it that's how I got into Rob Zombie and that was like my gateway to metal still pretty much the main thing I listened to so big props to the soundtrack of this movie Jennifer Tilly is an icon really good performance in this movie both when she's human and as the doll as well Jesse and Jade are kind of like yeah they're not very interesting they really don't have any chemistry between them I don't think really you're just paying attention to Chucky and Tiffany throughout this movie a lot of the time it's way more comedic than any of the ones that have come before it it does get pretty silly in some points it's definitely more comedy than horror there's a lot of really good nods to other horror movies particularly in the intro when you see michael myers mask freddy krueger's glove there's a reference when john ritter gets the nails in his head where chucky says why does that look so familiar in reference to pinhead all right pinhead your time is up who you calling pinhead so it was very much sort of in the vein of maybe a movie like Scream where it was very self-referential and sort of paying props to a lot of a lot of other horror movies as well and just really self-aware at the same time. So I really enjoy it in a different way that I enjoy maybe some of the other Chucky movies. It's more of just like a silly ride with some good characters like Chucky and Tiffany. So big props mm-hmm. to this movie. I've got a lot of respect for it. One thing you just talked about, which I didn't register until now, was the use of music throughout this movie. I just had a thought. I don't know if either of you have seen House on Haunted Hill, the 1999 Mm. remake. But there's very similar songs. So I don't know if it's actually, I don't know, my music knowledge, but I swear there's a couple of songs that are also used in House on Haunted Hill. And because Brighter Chucky came out one year prior, I do wonder if whoever was like the soundtrack designer or music mixer, I don't know my terminology, but did they take direct inspiration from Brighter Chucky? Because I can't think of any other late 90s horror movies that may have also been using heavy metal music as openly. So as Mm. opposed to using maybe just like an instrumental, like some other movies at that time, they were using full-on original songs by Rob Zombie. Yeah, interested to see if there's any other discussion around that. In terms of like favourite parts of the movie, Jennifer Tilly will always be my favourite part of this movie. I just, my eyes are glued to the screen anytime she's on. I love how there's no massive leap 
in progression for the character. You know, she was sadistic at the start of the movie where Chucky kills her lover and she's just like, oh, well, like she laughs about it and everything. Then even as the doll, she gets more and more crazier, but she knows she has to work with Chucky to get back to being human. So I love that she Mm -hmm. plays into that dynamic of, oh, I love you, Chucky. But then on the inside, she's like, fuck's sakes. (laughs) Tiffany does some really good kill scenes. There's the one where it's very over the top, but it's the newly married couple and they're in the bed and there's the glass ceiling at the top and she throws the wine bottle. And I was like, wow, I've never seen that in any other movie like prior to that. I thought that was very inventive. Loved the pinhead reference. Also loved that it didn't matter if the characters were good or bad or nice to the dolls or anything. They were just like, fuck you, we're going to kill you anyway. Something which I wish would come back to the horror mainstream, but so far it seems to be more of a good versus evil, good characters will always be good and they'll survive, but the Chucky series turns it on its head by saying, fuck you to all the rules. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance... Number one, you can never have sex. Big no no, big no. Sex equals death, okay? BP, did you have any particularly favorite parts of the movie? I was really just here for Jennifer Tilly the whole time. So anything with her, either in the doll or just as herself, I was rooting for. A lot of the other scenes were forgettable. So at the start, I thought when the gay guy, what's his name? Uh, David, I think. David, he comes to the house and then he was talking to the dad and I thought the dad was saying, Jay, he's here, he's here. And then because the dad's asking him what he's doing at uni, he's like, oh, like at um, college. And he's like, oh, I'm doing dance or something. And he's like, so do you play sport? He's like, no, like I'm majoring in music. And the dad was giving the guy a look and I was like, hang on. I thought the whole time it was meant to be a guy coming down the stairs and realised it was Jay coming down the stairs. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so I'm there thinking like, hang on. So his son's coming down the stairs and he's questioning why this guy's like doing music and stuff. Like, doesn't he put two and two together? The end scene was really, that kind of like weeds me out with the baby popping out. And it was really funny because it's a really like crappy CGI shot of like the baby like clamping on (laughs) the guy's face and then it just ends. But I was not expecting that at all. But it was just, yeah, kind of uh, weed me out. Wig, did you just say wig? Yes. I know, wig. I feel that already. What is wig? What is wig? No, it's not your language. It's just for us. I was surprised too with the baby at the end because all throughout the movie, I guess they do kind of hint to it because they do have that long scene where it is Chucky and Tiffany going at it. But even then, it's like, you know, they already introduced the Tiffany doll. So I guess it makes sense for them to introduce another doll character in the sequel. But it's all up in there at that point. And then with the ending, I was like, holy shit. All right, this makes me excited to see the sequel, but yeah. Coop, do you have any particularly favourite parts of the movie? Probably a few of them, but I, I do have a soft spot for just all the spousal uh, or marital bickering between Chucky and Tiffany throughout the movie. is just, yeah, really comical. The soundtrack is just phenomenal. I also quite like the, um, and speaking on one of the funny parts in the movie, is uh, Chuck, Chucky flipping off the pothead is a... Lovely little point in the movie, the rude mm-hmm. fucking dog. And he, he's like, yeah, that's a good dog. I'm going to say in terms of least favourite parts of the movie, I do think it could have been a little bit faster, maybe have more dynamic scenes to it so it's not just focused on Jesse and James. I'm not particularly invested in that couple. I would have liked to have seen a little more about David, but I understand that this is the late 90s. It could have been studio interference that may have cut some scenes. One part that always makes me 
cringe is the part at the start with the Tiffany's lover and Chucky rips out the piercing. I hate anything to do with like ripping out piercings because <laughs> yeah. I've had a septum, I've had a lip piercing, I've had stretches in the past, and I know how much that would fucking hurt. So I'm like, Ugh. I'm always going to like cover my eyes when I watch that part. <laughs> BP, did you have any other least favorite parts of the movie? I don't really know how to look at this film overall of what it's supposed to be compared to the existing franchise of films. I felt like the big climax at the end could have been bigger or more consistent. So it kind of feels like it's building up to like the big end and then it kind of stops and there's some meaningful shit and it's, I don't know, it's a bit messy towards the end of that movie, I feel. That definitely could be a lot better. So do we think this movie holds up 24 years later after release? I think personally it still has its charm, but Given that it's a late 90s movie, I think that it nears that point of almost being dated, similar to how 70s and 80s movies, when you rewatch them, yeah, they're still good, but you can definitely tell there's a huge difference in quality compared to like, what are we up to now? 4K releases that you can play on a 4K TV, but I don't know that have the technology to necessarily upscale a 90s movie into that same quality. We'll soon see. But yeah, this is a particular favorite of mine in the Chucky franchise. It's one that I still go back and rewatch, and I love almost everything part of it. BP, what are your thoughts? As we discussed in the last film, it was sort of left up for interpretation as to where they're going to go from here. And from what I'm reading online, it was sort of thoughts of doing a child's play for, but I'm kind of glad they didn't call that and just meant something completely different in terms of the name. So I'm kind of glad they went this way and sort of brought in another doll. I think it sort of ups the ante and it's a four film in, so you've got to sort of entice viewers in somehow, especially fans of the series. And I think as we've discussed and some of the previous films that we watched over there, I wasn't like a fan of, but I would come back to this film purely for the doll setup of having two dolls instead of one and for Jennifer Tilly purely, but everything else is forgettable. Hmm. Coop, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, it is very not like, kind of like the first movie is like it stinks of 80s, this stinks of the 90s. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably the only sort of detrimental thing to it. Otherwise, I, I think it sort of is holds up as like a silly, fun cult classic in the horror genre. So do I think this was a good concept for a sequel? Yes and no. I do like that they did branch out a little bit. I personally would have preferred that they kept Andy as a character because I would have liked to have seen what happened seven years after Child's Play 3. Even if it was just a cameo or something, I would have liked to have seen at least a little continuity from the first three movies. But really love the addition of Tiffany as a character. It really ups the ante for Chucky himself because now he has to deal with another external force another character to reckon with does it make me want to watch the sequels 100 yes i was fully invested when i watched this as a kid always wanting to see when what i thought was going to be called tiffany's baby would come out so i was like where is this movie it's been four years like i remember when i first moved up to nambucca i was still going to video easy thinking when the fuck are they going to bring out the next chucky movie bp do you have any thoughts yeah, I think the ending scene, like, everyone wants to watch what happens next. I mean, the baby's psycho. And I 
I didn't even like pick up on the pregnant thing at all. And I was kind of like, oh my God, she's having a baby. So I was like, yeah, I want to watch this. And like I said before, Jennifer Tilly, the banter, the relationship she has with Chucky. And I think everyone's sort of, that's a soft spot for the film. So yeah, I, I, at that point, yeah, I would like to see another sequel. Hi, honey, I'm home. Hi, sweetie. How was your day? Well, I was an astronaut for a while. Then I was a cowboy. And then all afternoon I was a fireman. So it's been, uh, it's been a long one. Uh, what's for dinner? Play-Doh spaghetti. Oh. What? No, no, it's it's nothing. Just had Play-Doh spaghetti last night. And that's all we had last night. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know, Olivia. Uh, maybe that we are in a sexless marriage. We have yet to have sex. Do you even know what sex is? That's not the point. Don't change it. It's a kind of kick. Look, can we just drop this and have a normal pretend dinner? Fine, fine. Yeah, and um, actually coming back to sort of when we're talking about least favorite parts, the thing that I um, forgot but I can actually tie it into this is that they brought in, or so I thought, brought in the idea of the amulet that they needed to actually successfully transfer their souls into human bodies. Yeah, like I was saying before, I, I watched three, two, four, then one. And I remember when I watched four, I was like, oh, they kind of just, I swear they kind of just added that in just to have something, mm. you know, something they've got to work towards before they can actually do the thing. But in the first movie, I don't know if either of you noticed this, but when they go and check out Charles Lee Ray's old apartment and there's all the demonic and voodoo paintings on the wall, that picture of him, he's got that amulet around his neck. Mm. Um, so I, I, so I th think that it's kind of cool that at least even though they're kind of adding this in as an extra thing to, oh, no, they're going to have to go and get this amulet before they can do it. At least it is kind of a callback to something you could visually see in one of the earlier movies. So kind of not really a dislike, but yeah, kind of clever once you have the context of it, I guess. I think the idea of bringing in another doll character and especially someone like Tiffany played by Jennifer Tilly, who, like I said, is an icon, um, is a great idea. It's obviously paid off and continues to pay off. Yeah, definitely good concept. And like BP said at the end of that movie, I mean, how would you not want to go what's next? Like, even if you even if you sat there throughout the whole movie, like not enjoying it or whatever, you get to that, you'd be like, what the fuck? What, what, what happens next? You would still want to know, even if you hated the movie. So I, I'm big fan of the idea of a crazy cliffhanger like that particularly in horror movies so i think that worked well to sort of garner that interest and yeah like you said justin it was a big shame that we had to wait six years for something to follow up on with that i often wonder admittedly i haven't actually investigated this on the internet yet but i wonder did it take six years until the sequel because maybe they took that long to write the script get casting get everything in motion maybe to get funding i also wonder could it have been studio interference? Maybe they wanted to take it into a completely different direction because as we touch base on in the next episode, Seed of Chucky has a very interesting point of view where 2004, there was really no discussion around LGBT community, especially not around transgender, non-binary people. And here we are, 2004, with this sequel, openly talking about what it means to be non-binary with Glenn slash Glenda. So it feels mm. like a very groundbreaking movie but also one that i feel would have had studio execs being like no we can't do that no one knows what that is you're gonna sink the franchise everything's gonna fuck up because you know that was a culture at the time but yeah we'll get into that in the next installment bp coop thank you very much for joining me again today thank you always a pleasure listeners in our next set of episodes we discuss seed of chucky and the back to basics format of curse and cult of chucky 
If you liked this episode, yada, yada, yada. If you hated this episode, sweet dreams, asshole.